0: Computers are live, mixers up, levels are good, equalizers good, ready channels one and two. Mic is live in three, two, one, roll it. Welcome listeners to the My Practice My Business podcast where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our Clinical Business of Dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Hello listeners, it's Dr. Rob, the host of the My Practice My Business podcast. Glad to have you here today. The title of this podcast is an email worth sharing. I'm excited to share a fun email that happened in inter A exchange between my uh, office manager and one of our awesome patients. How many of you get hit with buildups needing to be combined with the crown? And how many of you succumb to that without pushing back to the insurance companies? Do you know that, uh, I think it's Aetna, could be wrong, double check that, but one of the insurance companies, you actually have to take an oral facial image to prove the need for a buildup. Now, we love that because one of the things we teach at the clinical business of dentistry is the fact that you want to be taking oral facial images of everything. And the code D0350, they'll actually pay for that code. And that's exciting because, you know, we want to get paid for the things we do, right? So think about that, how they try to to have us combine those codes and... Or how about periodontal therapy being questioned, even when probing and x-rays are sent showing the need for the treatment, yet they'll find any reason they can not to pay for it? Or how about the sanctimonious combining of bite wings and a panel to a lesser charge of full-mouth x-rays instead of what you actually did? So I want to just read something from the ADA Center for Professional Success, and it's under, uh, on page 17, part B, it says... Claims bundling is the systematic combining of distinct dental procedures by third-party payers that results in a reduced benefit for the patient beneficiary. The ADA considers bundling of procedures to be potentially fraudulent. Oh, my gosh. I love that, man. I love it because the ADA, you know, they they just, ah, oh, there's so many articles I could quote and talk about, and I will in uh, future podcasts, about just how hard it is for them to actually defend us with insurance companies because the ADA owns the CDT codes and they lease those codes to who insurance companies to use and to uh, software companies to use. So it's a really difficult position that they have themselves in. Uh, a lot of people don't understand the ADA has a for-profit side to the American Dental Association. And, You know, as much as a lot of people like to pound on the ADA and their own state dental uh, associations, don't. (laughs) They really are doing the best job that they possibly can and still trying to remain politically correct. So keep that in mind. Am I a member of the American Dental Association? Absolutely. Am I a member of the Utah Dental Association? Absolutely. Because they do a lot of good for us. So keep that in the back of your mind. But that is one area. Of conflict of interest that has always uh, puzzled me, and anyway, it's kind of funny to see uh, how they handle that from time to time. Anyway, build-ups with crowns, um, uh, periodontal therapy being rejected, and bite wings and panels being combined. One of our patients, we managed with one of our patients to get all three. <laughs> Such a thrill, right? So I want to read to you. Uh, just a exchange of, of emails going back and forth, and we'll call the patient Mike to to uh, uh, cover the identity. Obviously, I don't want HIPAA breathing down my HIPAA rules and regs breathing down my neck, right? So anyway, uh, says Mike wrote at on three twenty one at two oh three p.m. Uh, attention Tracy. And this was in regards to a statement Mike received from us indicating he still owed our office money due to the fact his dental insurance didn't pay for the procedures they were supposed to pay for. Sound familiar he had he'd sent copies of his eOB and our statement with highlights and graphs and and added uh, verbiage. <laughs> Showing the amounts he was questioning. And it's fun when we get patients like this. So why do you keep in mind this guy is I'm gonna define who he was who he is. He's quite the professional. I love this guy. Anyway, um, so he sends this and and uh he says, uh attention, Tracy, uh here's all my information, and then uh Tracy sends back um uh at 8.07 uh, p.m. Because how many of our office managers, you know. Work at night, take their work home with them. We love them, and can't wait to talk about uh, the dichotomy of dentistry one of these days. Uh, I think that's going to be my next podcast after after this one. The things that we do to our office managers that we shouldn't. Anyway, that's another another subject. And so she sends back regarding second scan document from Mike. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. Smiley face. And again... Uh, this is the Disney experience that we teach every day at My Practice, My Business. The office manager, my office manager, was so bugged about the whole thing that she let the insurance company have it uh, the next day, and it was pretty funny uh, what was going on here. She actually had an email. She, she typed a big, long, lengthy email before she even went to bed to him. So then the next day from Thorpe Dental, uh, back on March 22nd, the next day at 10.18 p.m. to Mike, Uh, regarding his scan document, okay? Whoo! I got all this figured out after chatting with MetLife again. In addition, I have a spreadsheet all set up for you to review. It's attached. If only the practice software that we use did this for us to save confusion, it would be nice. Smiley face. Okay, so in a nutshell, she types that. In a nutshell, one. MetLife, will not allow us to bill out another quadrant of scaling and root planing for your visit with Michelle because not enough teeth were bad enough to qualify. <laughs> you had to have a worse condition for them to pay for one to three teeth that needed SRP. Keeping in mind that this patient had multiple teeth, we showed bone loss, there was bleeding on probing. One of the things we do, too, that I love that my hygienist, Nichelle, and... and uh, uh, does for us is is they'll take and uh, take an oral facial image of the probe going down in there with blood coming up out. I, I just laugh. And we charge a patient for that because we're proving the need for treatment. Anyway, uh, Nichelle did work on another section of your mouth, but teeth with periodontal issues are tracked based on a numerical system. Any tooth over a 4 to 5 qualifies. You had a couple teeth that were close but not quite there. As a result, MetLife has denied and will continue to n- deny any periodontal maintenance done for you. However, they will cover your regular cleanings since you are due for services that we did. I'm very frustrated with this, as should you be. Point three, she goes on, MetLife will be reprocessing the claim for your buildups, which shaped the teeth for your crowns. They admitted that it was a glitch on their end, How often do you ever hear that? Well, actually, we hear it often because that's uh, one of their stall tactics, right? Okay, (laughs) continuing. With that said, they will be issuing an additional payment to us, and as a result, I expect that you will still be receiving a little refund. The amount is to be determined by MetLife when they pay for the buildup. I'll know how much they'll pay within a week and then contact you as soon as I do so that we can arrange for you to pick up a check. Now, we didn't expect them to pay on the build-ups, but because we raised such a stink about the whole situation, they decided to go ahead and pay on the build-ups. Isn't that interesting? Okay. Continuing, thank you for your patience, Mike. Please understand that with the hurdles thrown at us, with the software along with MetLife's reluctance to pay for services that you deserve, we will always hold your oral health care as our first priority. We will not let the insurance companies dictate the quality of your oral health care and treatment. Please do not hesitate to call me if you have any additional questions. It may take some time, but I promise that I'll get back to you. Smiley face, Tracy. So (laughs) a couple things about that. You know, we try to use words and and text that's, um, that's in patient speak. We try to help them understand because they don't know dentistry. They don't know dental lingo. So we always train on on teaching offices, and I always train on keeping an eye on my staff to use patient speak, okay? So the next email sent from Mike on 27 March, Tracy, it reads, Tracy, thank you for your follow-up with MetLife and this very thorough email. It is disturbing to me that they would challenge the professionalism of your office in a diagnosis around periodontal work. And it is even more disturbing that they would change the code to a full mouse series and then deny the claim for the services actually performed. I'll wait until they settle on the crown buildups, but I do intend to call them regarding the change from the panoramic and bite-wing x-rays. Where's the justice in this from a reputable company? Appreciate all your efforts. Best, Mike. (laughs) Wow, I thought, that's why I wanted to share this email uh, with all of you. These emails actually don't contain all the communication that took place between Tracy and Mike because she went to bat for him on so many uh, other things, did a three-way phone call, uh, having them explain why they dumbed down the x-rays. Then all of a sudden, because of the pushback, um, they decided to pay for the x-rays. So all this work that he had done, when everything was said and done because They, you know, we always know what they're going to cover and what they're not going to cover, and mostly what they don't normally cover. On this guy, they ended up covering buildups. They flipped the x-rays around, paid for those. All kinds of stuff happened because we pushed back and this guy pushed back. Now, do we have the time to do this on every patient? No, absolutely not. We'd have to charge an administrative fee of, geez, honestly, for our time and efforts and energy involved on a patient, in this situation like this, it'd have to be somewhere between the two and $500 mark just to pay for the amount of time that my staff will put into something like this. But certain patients, you, they just need that hand-holding, and they have to have it happen, okay? But, um, but they're enough to show the importance. This whole thing is enough to show the importance of going the extra mile with some of our patients. We all know the outcomes with most covered procedures, we certainly don't need to waste time chasing them. Normally, we just tell the patient, we've done everything we can do and to pay up right now. <laughs> you know, We just tell them it, we can't chase it anymore. However, there's those patients who need, want, and they have to have that all-entailing ex- insurance experience for their own peace and comfort because they've actually, it, so, the insurances, whenever they make it look like we're doing something wrong, Those are the patients you've got to go the extra mile with so you don't get a bad review and so that they don't uh, stop coming to you. Those are the patients sometimes you have to. And sometimes you miss a patient or two that needed that experience, but you just didn't read them and give them that experience because it takes so much time to chase this stuff. We all know that. They need to experience what we experience daily with the less-than-honorable practices and protocols that insurance companies throw at us every single day. This particular patient is a retired honorable judicial servant, and his opinion of his dental insurance company just dropped 10 notches after he had this whole experience that he did with us. And did this patient become a fan of Tracy in the dental office she represented? Heck yes. Is this patient going to refer to our office? He already has. He's already sent multiple family members now to us because. We went the extra mile. Sometimes it's worth battling insurance companies on behalf of our patients. We know which battles to pick. We know which ones not to pick. We wish we could battle every single one of them, but office managers, you know that it's just not practical to battle them all. And you know that when you're not going to win. And that comes with experience. So whether the outcome is favorable or not, they never forget that you did your best, though especially when they confirm it themselves with their own communications to the carrier and are told that you had called on their behalf. That's powerful. One of the trainings that we do uh, at My Practice, My Business is called Thought Leadership, A A Better Perspective on Dentistry. I really want to call it Thought Leadership, A Disney Perspective on Dentistry. I'm a big Disney fan, you guys. (laughs) All my patients, my staff, my family, they know it. I love the things that are taught at Disney University. Um, I love. I've read every book that's out there um, that that it has, you know, writings and information about what's taught at Disney U, and I don't think anybody does it better in customer service overall. Sure, I've been to Disneyland and have had a cast member be Mister or Mrs. Grumpy Face and it's always fun when they're when they're just not having a good day, you know, and it kind of comes through. And then I always will say to them, ah, somebody needs to go back to Disney University." <laughs> and that will always break their their grumpiness and they'll start laughing and they'll go, "Yeah, you're probably right. I probably need to go back to Disney U." But man, talk about customer service. Um that 's the one area that I absolutely love whenever i go uh whenever I go to like a Disney store or anything like that. A few months ago, I actually took my staff out shopping. We actually went down to what's called City Creek in Salt Lake City, and I gave each of the staff members this was so fun It was kind of like a one of those crazy things but I gave them each uh uh two hundred and fifty dollars. And I said to them, you have to go to five stores and just spend $50 if you feel good about spending $50 in that store. But before the day's over, you have to have spent the $250 on yourself, nobody else. Don't spend it on your kids. Don't spend it on your spouse. It just needs to be spent on you. And it was such a fun, I said, this is an experiment. We're going to videotape covertly what takes place. And downtown is the Disney store. And what was really interesting is that was the first place we hit, and, we, and they were so swamped with, with customers that the Disney experience was lacking because they didn't have enough, enough cast members. That's what they call employees. They didn't have enough cast members to cover um, – the amount of people who are there. So think about that. Doc's in your office. That's why we cross-train everybody to make sure, in my practice, everybody's cross-trained. Even I can enter an EOB. That's scary, right? I'm the CEO of my company. I should be able to enter EOBs. I should be able to submit claims. I need to know, can I do them as well as as my office manager can? No. But we are like a special forces unit. Everybody can do each other's jobs if they need to, to be able to do them. Well, Disney just got outgunned that day because there were just too many people and they were overwhelmed. So we went to some of the other stores, and it was absolutely amazing. We came back and ended with Disney, the Disney store, and it was amazing. The customer service, it wasn't as busy the when we went in the last time, and my team just got swamped with service, with with um, smiles, and, and just – the customer service was unbelievable. And you know what I'm talking about. When you go into a store and you get that kind of customer service, you love it. I hate going into a store and nobody recognizes you, which is what happened. And, and to many of the other stores whose names I won't mention. But two of the stores, two of the five stores, had exceptional customer service. Disney and then one of the other stores. And I can't remember the name of it. I should give them a, give them a, a uh, kudos out to them. But... Uh, maybe you'll come back to me before this is over. But anyway, do that with your staff sometime. Um, look at the customer service that happens. Um, it, it's, it's amazing how when we call dental offices, sometimes we'll call dental offices in certain areas of the nation, and even some of our clients when they first start, and you'll call the dental office and they and they'll literally will say, they'll answer the phone, dental office. (laughs) That's it. Oh my gosh. I just cringe every time I hear that because we want to give that patient the Disney experience. Okay, That's what they should be getting. Uh, Read some Disney books. Go buy some. Have your staff read them. Uh, Talk about them in your team trainings. Uh, you'll be glad that you did because and then go take your staff on a little outing give them a couple hundred dollars go to the mall let them experience different stores and see what that customer service is like then come back and apply it to your office and talk about what that experience what their good experiences were what their bad experiences were and how you can keep plussing your practice and keep moving forward with the best customer service possible well i hope to see I hope to see all of you one day at our thought-provoking courses that we have on on thought leadership training because they certainly are super fun. And I highly recommend that you guys go to Amazon and, and purchase the books like Lessons from the Mouse, uh, Disney University. Um, there's several books uh, that have been published by uh, former Disney executives that really can help your team. Uh, give your patients that customer experience, that reason to stay, Uh, competing with corporate America. And we definitely want to do things that will cause our patients to spend their discretionary funds on oral health care in our practices. Thank you so much for tuning into the My Practice, My Business podcast. You can find additional podcasts you may have missed that will help you with your dental practice at Apple iTunes Podcasts. And remember to become a subscriber to our podcast. Many of you have asked how to help support the My Practice, My Business podcast. If you have enjoyed the program and information you received today, the best way to help is to leave us a five-star review. Thanks again for allowing us to be a part of your day.